football fans. It's time to go on the record for this week's matchups in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, T.J. Reed. Here we are. We're back in with another edition of the show devoted to them doggies. And we're locking in specifically on college basketball from here on out. Do you realize, do you understand, do you comprehend that Sunday is three weeks away from Selection Sunday? It's about to be that time, the month of March. Flip the calendar and get ready for the college hoops. Great to be with you on this edition of Three Dog Thursday. I am the somewhat lucid host of the program. TJ Reeves, and let's bring in our senior handicapper and writer from VegasInsider.com. We always love getting to kid around, uh, get some insight, talk some hoops uh, this time of year, and much more with Kevin Rogers. Good to be back with you on another edition, my friend. Yeah, absolutely, TJ. And we're uh, getting closer to March Madness, which is a lot of fun. And uh, with the way the season has gone this year, it is very wide open. So there's definitely a lot of teams that uh, have a, the potential of winning a national championship, unlike last year where we thought it was going to be all Kentucky, and they still didn't make the championship game. So probably when I say all of that, it's going to be Oklahoma, Michigan State, Kansas, <laughs> North Carolina making the Final Four anyway. Yeah, maybe they will, but I, I agree with you. I, I I can't remember a year. Now, there have been a couple of crazy years where, where we've seen teams uh, that have been able to make a run. I mean, a couple of years ago, UConn kind of came out of nowhere and made the run all the way to the title game and won the title game, uh, beating Kentucky and, and John Calipari in the championship game in Dallas. But you could make the case right now, and this is what you were saying, for probably a dozen teams, I think this team could win it all. That team, team team C, team D, team E, I really believe you could make a case for about a dozen teams to win six games in the tournament. I don't know if you go along with that many, but that, but again, that's what makes this time of the year great. Yeah, and also, it just comes down to, as it always does, obviously, in basketball with matchups, and seeing who's going to get some good luck or who's not. I mean, I go back to the Florida Gators when they uh, won their championship against UCLA years ago, the first one, the first of two that Billy Donovan won, that they got a lot of breaks that year where there were some upsets along the way, and they ended up playing Jim Laranaga's George Mason team in the Final Four instead of a very talented Connecticut team who got knocked out. Uh, the round before in the Elite Eight in that great game against George Mason that went to overtime. Mm -hmm. And they had a couple games against teams that they probably shouldn't have been playing because of upsets. So I think sometimes it comes down to that, that, you know, yes, like Kentucky last year was going to steamroll whoever they played, but this year we don't have that one-star team that sometimes you need a few things to go your way where maybe you dodge a team that could have given you problems and instead you face – a mid-major team or someone that pulled off an upset, that's going to definitely come down in the second game. So I think that that's something to look forward to once we get to the tournament or at least review when the whole thing is done, the champion, and say, oh, Team X, you know, they, they were a very good team and they had a great run, but they had one or two games where they played teams that they probably shouldn't have played. They should have played someone else, and maybe that's why they had a slight advantage over another team 
that got stuck with a bad match that they lost early. That's true. And sometimes in your draw, that'll happen where a, a, a 12 seed or a 14 seed or something wins a game or wins a couple of games and they're suddenly in your way. But I do say this, and I, I know you're, you're echoing the same thing. There's never an undeserving team that wins because the whole thing, because by the time you get to the final four, you're playing somebody either that is a powerhouse or somebody that's knocked off at least a powerhouse or two. I mean, those years that George Mason or Virginia Commonwealth or a couple of years ago in Wichita State's case uh, when they got to Atlanta in the Final Four, they're having to beat a powerhouse or two or three to get there. And even if you beat them in the Final Four, you're still going to play another Godzilla likely or powerhouse team in the championship game. And that's what makes this the drama just builds over those three weekends and uh you agree with me i mean you you're you're not gonna cut the nets down and hold up that trophy uh, that plaque trophy from the ncaa without having to beat a couple of godzillas you're gonna have to go through the likes of, of a kentucky a north carolina a michigan state a kansas and oklahoma uh an arizona a, a villanova on and on down the list at some point and maybe a couple of them and likely one of them in either the final four game or the championship game to get it right well, there's a reason why Butler, George Mason, VCU haven't won a championship. That, yes, you can win three or four, or even in Butler's case, five games, and that's fantastic. That's really great. Yeah. But to do it six times is very hard. And I go back to Kentucky last year. Kentucky couldn't even do it, and they were, what, 38-0 or something. And Notre so Dame, and Notre Dame almost got them in the Elite Eight game before they ever got to the Final Four. Notre Dame maybe should have won that game in Cleveland before they would have ever gotten to the Final Four where Wisconsin eventually beat them, to your point. That's how hard it is. Right. right. And also, when you're in a best-of-one scenario, that's why, I mean, you look in the NBA, best-of-sevens, you're going to have Cleveland and Golden State in the NBA Finals, uh, barring injury, because the best team will win four times. When you get the best of one, you can have some of these teams like Kentucky get knocked off by Notre Dame, even though they didn't. But, you know, teams like Butler, you know, I say that the best teams will get there in the end, but Butler somehow got to the championship game and VCU got to the final four. Yes, but it is still very difficult for those teams to keep it up, to keep up you know, that momentum when you're moving up in the ranks. I mean, I go back to that George Mason team. They beat Michigan State. They beat North Carolina. They beat Connecticut. There's only so much more you can do. Then you're playing Florida after that. And if they would have beaten Florida, they would have played UCLA. It's just so difficult for some of these teams just to slay big-time opponents that they don't normally face. That's why it makes it harder for mid-major teams to sustain where the Dukes, the Michigan States, the uh, Maryland's, these other teams are playing really good competition all the time. They can sustain it where those other teams – you know, okay, we just beat this team from the ACC. Oh, great. Now we get a team from the Big Ten. <laughs> now we get a team from the Pac-12. Now it just it keeps going and going and going, and it's very difficult. Very true. That's the voice of Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper and writer, VegasInsider.com. TJ reads with you. It's Three Dog Thursday. So uh, from last week uh, with our underdogs, uh, we should make mention that in the Thursday night games, you did hit on the Elon fighting Phoenix out of the uh, the CAA, the Colonial. However, Carl- College of Charleston did not get it done for you last week in the college ranks. Are you going to go obscure all the way this week, or, or uh, we need to start laying out some games that you have upcoming for Thursday or on the weekend? So wh- which way are you going to begin on Three Dog Thursday with some of these college hoop underdogs? Well, just to make you feel better, I'm going to start with the SEC, okay? That's good. Southeastern Conference. Yes, big time. we know. Yeah. yeah. 
which we know seems obscure in basketball as opposed to football. <laughs> but, uh, but but even so, uh, this is a revenge game for Kentucky. They face Tennessee at Rupp Arena. And the last time these two teams met, Tennessee erased a 21-point deficit to beat Kentucky in Knoxville. So, obviously, there's a lot of revenge there on, on, on Kentucky's part, which I don't like. I don't. I think that when people go to, oh, the revenge angle is too easy, and Kentucky is laying double digits in this game to uh, a Tennessee team that under Rick Barnes, they're, they're rebuilding mode. That We know they're not what they were, that there's work to do there, but they've had some nice wins this year. They beat South Carolina at home. They obviously beat Kentucky at home, and you know they, they've been competitive in SEC play. I look at Kentucky, and the Wildcats are hitting their stride. There's no question about this. This is not about a, a, a situation who's better. We know Kentucky's the better team. But in this situation, Kentucky coming off of the blowout over South Carolina on Saturday on the road where they really played well after John Calipari got ejected early in the game. Incredible. Kentucky's coming off a blowout win over Florida at home, over Georgia at home. So they're really kind of hitting their stride. But I look at Tennessee, this is a team that's 6-2 and against the spread as an underdog of four points or more. Basically, you look back at it, Tennessee has not been an underdog really or a heavy underdog that often. This year, for the most part, they've been either you know, a favorite in non-conference play or a short favorite against some of their SEC foes. They were getting eight last time they beat Kentucky, or last time they faced Kentucky and beat them. I just think this is a situation for Kentucky where they're so high up the South Carolina win and coming off a couple wins over you know, Georgia and Florida fringe NCAA tournament teams. South Carolina's probably going to the tournament. Tennessee's not going. So... You know, you kind of say, all right, let's just try to get through this, even though we lost to them last time, we'll be motivated. But still, it's kind of the, the emptiness of them, oh, we could just show up and win. So I like Tennessee plus the points here. Okay, that's a ton of points uh, going into this game. And, and Tennessee played out of their mind in the previous matchup. Remember, Kevin, they came back, you know this, they came back from 21 down in Knoxville late in the first half, hit hit about seven second-half three-pointers, including three huge ones in the final five minutes to help them uh, pull off the upset. And, th- and this is a Tennessee team that has blown a couple of bad games as of late as well. They're not seemingly the same team on the road. I, I don't know. I-, I may be bowing to you big time. I don't know how they're going to stay in this game after what I saw with Kentucky Saturday. After Calipari gets thrown out, they could have beaten South Carolina by 40 if they had wanted to. So that was scary. We'll see if it translates uh, to Thursday night. All right, give me another underdog for Thursday evening in college basketball, sir. All right, we're going to Conference USA, Charlotte and Marshall. <laughs> we should have – this is what happens on a Thursday slate is that yeah, we, yep, uh, we, yep. get, we get a lot Sometimes. of big conferences dried up, so we got to dig deep. And Charlotte and Marshall, these two teams have scored a bunch of points this season. And the last time they played, Charlotte beat Marshall at home in a shootout. Mark Price, the former Cleveland Cavaliers yes. standout, Georgia Tech standout, he's the head coach at Charlotte, and he came into this year. The team was rebuilding. There wasn't very many seniors on it. He's, he's playing a lot of freshmen, and they started off, and they weren't playing very well. And once they got towards the Christmas break, they hung with Georgetown in a, in a close home loss, and they've been extremely competitive in Conference USA play since, uh, since the tough start. Six of their last seven losses – have come by seven points or less. The other loss came by nine. So this is a team that's very competitive. They're going to hang in a lot of these games. And you look at Marshall, this is a team that's made a lot of strides as well since a slow start in non-conference play. And they've uh, 
they've been a team that's been somewhat of a threat in Conference USA uh, in, in, and I guess, a wide-open conference. It feels like that way every year, that it's always wide open, that ever since Mem- ever since your Memphis Tigers that's left right. the conference years ago, that it's you never know in, in the expansion or bringing in teams from Sun Belt and other places, it's a pretty wide-open conference. But when I look at Marshall, this is a team that likes to run and gun, which means if you're not hitting your shots, the other team's going to hit shots. And Charlotte, they bomb away. And this is a team getting about seven and a half, eight points uh, in this game uh, against Marshall. I just think that after Charlotte beat them the first time, they had confidence against them the second time around. And I don't see why not uh, take the points with the 49 UAB is the cream of that conference. And UAB, UAB uh, Jared Hass, the former uh, Kansas guard, is their head coach. And uh, they're the team to beat. They won an NCAA tournament game last year in an upset uh, as well. Uh, they, they had a 14-game winning streak earlier this year. So Conference USA, CUSA, you're going there with, with Charlotte. And again, uh, Kevin will give us one more underdog on Three Dog Thursday before we pause uh, coming up here. Where, where are you going? Are you going to go late night for underdog number three in college basketball on Thursday? We're going to the West Coast Conference with Pacific and Gonzaga. Uh, Pacific, of course, the only thing people know about Pacific is that's where Michael Olawa Candy went to school. Uh, do they know that? The do Clippers. they still remember the Candy Man, the former number one overall pick? Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And that, that's all. That's all that I feel like Pacific is known for in basketball, and they really haven't had that great of a season. But the one thing I like about some of these teams, when you you know you bring up obscure teams, you say, why would you look at them? Because they cover numbers and they hang. You know, they may not be great teams, but at least they're hanging around and they get a bunch of points. This is a Pacific team that's seven and two against the spread as an underdog of nine or more this year. So this is a team that definitely when wow. they get big wow. numbers, yeah, they, yeah. they really step it up. And they lost to Gonzaga the first time. I believe they were eleven point dogs. They lost by ten, so it was very close uh, in that game. But you look at Gonzaga and. They're coming off a loss to SMU on Saturday in kind of an odd non-conference game this late in the season. But, you know, Gonzaga's a team that they're fighting it out atop the WCC with St. Mary's and BYU to try to get that at, or to try, besides the automatic bid, to try to get an at-large berth uh, in case you don't win the conference tournament. So there's still a lot to play for for Gonzaga. So they know they just can't coast in these games and just bring the talent. Right. I don't think that Gonzaga is as automatic as they were in years past. I just look at this and I say with Pacific, you're getting a bunch of points here, and you might as well take advantage of it. Well, and in Gonzaga's case, to your point, they're not a shoe-in right now without that automatic bid. They're currently right around 56, 57 in the RPI, strength of schedule, uh, right now, 110, don't have a lot of quality wins, and they've even uh, they lost to St. Mary's uh, in this conference. They lost to BYU. They earlier this year they lost to UCLA. That's their losses, uh, but they don't they don't have great wins to offset that. So it's going to hurt them uh, come at large time. And, and I love that stat about Pacific getting all those points while you dive in on uh, on Three Dog Thursday. Uh, with the Pacific Tigers against uh, Mark Fuse Gonzaga team. And, of course, they've got Sabonis' son. They've got some guards that can play. We'll see about that matchup on Thursday night. All right, so there's Kevin's underdogs. I'm going to come back and give you some underdogs, including a couple of games on Saturday to pay attention to. Let's do that as we roll on. Kevin, stand by. We continue on. It is Three Dog Thursday. Stay with us.
Ever dreamed of a way to video chat one-on-one with famous former athletes, coaches, and other big names in the sports world? Well, now you can with a brand new online communication service called Talk to Legends. The Talk to Legends mobile platform is available right now for free in the iOS Apple Store. And it puts you just a couple of clicks away from connecting by video to your sports heroes in a five-minute person-to-person conversation on your iPhone or iPad. Yes, it's as easy as registering and then picking a time to talk to your legend. There are hundreds of former athletes from all sports, including the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, college sports, the Olympics, MMA, and more. And they're ready to talk to you in a scheduled video conversation through Talk to Legends. Talk to Legends is coming soon to Android devices, too. But for now, go to the iOS Apple Store and download the app for free. Then check out the schedule and start communicating via video chat with your favorite legends. It's time for you to Talk to Legends. College basketball fans, the March to Madness is on, and we've got you covered on College Sports Now. Keep it tuned to this tune-in channel for the very latest in college basketball coverage and play-by-play as conference play wraps up around the country and we head to the greatest month of the year in hoops. A complete recap of the weekend in college basketball can be heard Mondays on To The Hoop. If you're a fan of the Big Ten, get all the info and storylines on that conference with Will Haskett on Breaking Down the Big Ten. And if the SEC teams and games have your interest, you'll also want to catch the SEC14.com SmackCast every week on College Sports Now. Plus, enjoy live play-by-play action of games from the Atlantic Sun Conference, the American Athletic Conference. And coming this March, you'll hear exclusive national digital coverage of the Horizon League Championship from Detroit and the Sunbelt Championship from New Orleans. Two schools will punch their ticket to the big dance automatically live on this channel, College Sports Now. If you're a college hoop fan, get ready for the madness of March with TuneIn and College Sports Now. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is T.J. Reeves. Villanova leads by 15 with 4.44 to go first half. Archie Diakono pull up, 17-foot jumper in rhythm. Counted a switch from the right wing. All the Villanova Wildcats will be in action coming up this weekend on Saturday, playing against Butler. Villanova looking like one of the teams to beat, certainly the premier team in the Big East. They and Xavier are the one-two teams right now in that conference, and what a season for Jay Wright's team uh, to this point in the year. It is Three Dog Thursday. That's the call on the Villanova uh, radio broadcast from IMG. So we're back in. And uh, Kevin Rogers, senior handicapper, VegasInsider.com, is back with me. He, in the last segment, taking the Tennessee Volunteers on Thursday night, the Charlotte 49ers, not to be confused with the Charlotte Hornets, the Charlotte 49ers were going all college, and the Pacific Tigers against Gonzaga on the Thursday night games. Full disclosure again, if you're listening to this show after Thursday, you already know what we did or didn't do uh, with respect to these underdogs as we head towards Saturday in particular. All right, so Kevin, I'm going to go with a Thursday night underdog, but I also have a couple of them for Saturday. First, I like the Wisconsin Badgers, who are coming on strong with their interim coach, Greg Gard, 
Uh, what a great win for them on Saturday against Maryland at Maryland. They are really making an NCAA tournament case. They are playing Michigan State on Thursday night at the Breslin Center. I know Michigan State looked fantastic uh, on the weekend blowing out uh, Indiana at home. Valentine's Day and, and Darnell Valentine on Sunday played out of his mind. But Wisconsin won the earlier matchup by one. I don't know that the Badgers will win this game. But they're getting 11 points here, and I think with Bronson Koenig uh, and company, Nigel Hayes, they've got some experience. They're rounding into form. It's a tough Big Ten. I like the Badgers to keep it close. What do you think about that Big Ten matchup on Thursday night? Definitely Wisconsin has stepped it up uh, since a bit of a slow start. They lost to Western Illinois in their opener way back in November. as 25.5-point favorites, and people thought, oh, well, Wisconsin's in a rebuilding year, and then Bo Ryan – announces his retirement, so just pack it in and go to the NIT. But Wisconsin's obviously turned it around since they got to Big Ten play and a couple of big wins. You mentioned the Maryland victory that the uh, the Badgers have just Dominated, played, you know. Dominated against yeah. Maryland last Saturday. Well, and also, too, they beat Indiana in overtime at home, and uh, you know they're starting to pick up some wins over quality teams in the Big Ten. We see how top-heavy the conference is this year. There's a lot of garbage at the bottom, and they are picking up wins over good opponents. And, and for Wisconsin, who I think right now probably gets in if they beat Michigan State, and they're definitely in. With Michigan State, now all of a sudden they're hitting their stride. That they had that uh, that short losing streak where they lost at home in Nebraska. They just didn't look very good uh, when Denzel Valentine was hurt. And you know now they're coming off this win over Indiana where they got down early and just shot lights out. They beat Maryland at home at this Michigan State team. I'm a little afraid of them blowing up, that it could be a close game and then Michigan State can blow it open. But with the way Wisconsin's playing right now, it's hard to uh, go against them. And again, that's not a point. You might as well try to grab it while you get the value because I think it will probably be sucked out uh, coming up with Wisconsin keeps winning games. Yeah, they, they look that way. And again, they have four wins against the RPI top 50. They are currently right around 46 in the RPI. Uh, going into this Thursday night game. And you look, I mean, how will they be judged? Just real quick, how will they be judged by the selection committee when Bo Ryan was the coach uh, all the way through December and they had the the uh, wins? They beat VCU uh, on a neutral floor in New York with Bo Ryan as the coach. They beat Syracuse at Syracuse with Bo Ryan as the coach. They later beat Temple at home. And then they lose inexplicably to Milwaukee, Wisconsin-Milwaukee, and to Marquette at home. But now with Greg Gard as the interim coach, as we've been mentioning, a win over Michigan State, a win at Maryland. If they get this win at Michigan State, I think their ticket is punched. And they've got a couple more chances with games at Iowa and at Purdue to make a statement before the Big Ten tournament. So I think Badgers looking good. I'll take them and the points. Let's move on to Three Dog Thursday. Saturday games, uh, and an interesting one involves the Miami Hurricanes and the North Carolina Tar Heels coming up at the Dean Dome. And for North Carolina, off of the emotional loss to Duke, really the collapse, a game they had under control with about four minutes left, and Duke finds a way to come from behind and beat them by one in the wild rivalry game. Roy Williams not calling timeout with three of them left on the last possession, down by one. So they are reeling a bit from that, reeling also that they've lost three of their last five, Kevin, and Miami has now put together a win streak of their own, a win for them on Wednesday night over Virginia Tech. 
I'm thinking the Canes might catch North Carolina again here on Saturday with with, uh, with the heels still reeling a bit. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, Miami, that they have had their ups and downs a bit on the road so far in the ACC, losing at North Carolina State, losing at Virginia and at Clemson. So, you know, that's uh, a little bit disconcerting. But also, they were favored at NC State and they were favored at Clemson. They were an underdog at Virginia. So out of all those games, I mean, basically two of them, they were expected to win and did it. And Virginia, it was a close game for a bit. And then Virginia kind of blew it open. We know how good they are at home. They haven't lost yet at home this year. So there's really no shame in that loss. But obviously for Jim Laranaga's team going to Chapel Hill on Saturday for a CBS nationally televised game at 1 o'clock, that uh, this does mean a lot for them. And if they can pick up a win or at least keep it, well, I mean, forgetting about the, the covers for a second, but just picking up a win for them that they can all of a sudden jump North Carolina in the ACC standings and try and get that one seed. They get Virginia coming up on Monday night at home, so obviously it's going to be a tough three-day stretch against Carolina and Virginia. But as far as covering purposes, that you know, there's no reason to think why you know the Canes couldn't cash as an underdog here that, uh, you know, I mentioned that Virginia game that they didn't cover in, but besides that, you know, this North Carolina team is more run-and-gun, unlike Virginia, so you're not going to have that kind of defensive battle necessarily against the Tar Heels. And, you know, you catch UNC off the Duke game, which is never easy to uh, to catch them off that, where a lot of emotion in the game against Duke on Wednesday night. So uh, I like that with the Canes. Uh, you know, you don't really get them in that spot that often, so, uh, you know, We'll see how uh, how they fare with obviously a couple of big games coming up, and then they get Louisville next Saturday. So really, a lot of big games for UM coming up, and we'll see if they can take care of business in Chapel Hill. Again, that's Miami and North Carolina coming up on Saturday. And finally, my third game will also be on Saturday for Three Dog Thursday. And I, I, I'm going to go back at the Indiana Hoosiers. I'm going to take the Purdue Boilermakers at Assembly Hall. Uh, in a game that is large for Purdue and their hopes uh, right now at large and for seeding purposes. I like them in the Saturday night showdown against Indiana. Is this where you get in my ear and tell me that's what cost me a week ago taking Iowa at Indiana? That's the only one I lost on Three Dog Thursday was going against Indiana in Bloomington. Yes, I wasn't a huge fan of taking the Iowa Hawkeyes just because they were so highly ranked and facing an, an, an Indiana team that uh, I believe wasn't ranked in that game. And, you know, Iowa hung around for a bit, so, you know, it's not like Indiana blew them out. But I wasn't a huge fan of that pick, but this time around with Purdue, you know, Purdue is a team that my, I guess now my only issue with Purdue this week or this time around is they really don't have a lot of quality road wins, and they've already lost at Iowa. uh you know, they just beat Michigan State at home in that epic uh, overtime game, even though they were up big in that game, Michigan State came back. With Purdue, they're a tournament team, but I'm just waiting for that first really big win on the road. And obviously they're not going very far going to Bloomington from West Lafayette in this game. I don't love the game. I'll put it <laughs> that way. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. Like, I'm not going to try to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm way behind you or the opposite. I love right. Indiana. I, I don't love the game. But uh, for Purdue, they are – I mean, both these teams are going to the tournament. So it's not about necessarily – they're not in Wisconsin's place where they really need wins. I think both teams are fine. 
But as far as just this game, Purdue really needs a good road win. And I don't think they have a lot of those this year. So we'll see what uh, Matt Tainer's team can do, if they can grab this. Because they obviously have a talented team, a veteran team, and see if they can uh, grab this one against Indiana. And for Crean's team, with Yogi Ferrell and the three-point bombers that they have, they have been a different team at home. And uh, we'll see if that is the case. But I, Purdue might have something for them in this matchup. What a grind the Big Ten is. So again, for Three Dog Thursday purposes, Kevin will be taking Tennessee Volunteers on Thursday night against Kentucky. And again, full disclosure, if you're listening after Thursday, you know how smart or not smart that we are for the Thursday picks in particular headed to the weekend. Kevin also has Charlotte 49ers out of Conference uh, USA uh, taking the points in that matchup. And also the Pacific Tigers for his third underdog West Coast Conference game with Gonzaga. I will go uh, again on uh, Thursday evening, Wisconsin Badgers. I'm being a Big Ten honk this week, uh, Kevin Rogers. I'm going Wisconsin Badgers Thursday night at the Breslin Center against Michigan State. And then I also like Purdue on Saturday with Indiana. And I will also take the Miami Hurricanes against North Carolina in the ACC for my three underdogs for this week. And Kevin, as always, we're headed towards March and I know uh, fans are scouring for the best information in particular on college basketball, but everything else, yeah, tell them a little more real quick about VegasInsider.com and what they can find there and how it can help them. Absolutely. Uh, now the NBA All-Star break is over with, so we're back uh, in the swing of things with the NBA, which is very exciting, and obviously college basketball, March Madness, which uh, will officially kick in in about two weeks, that uh, we have everything covered for March Madness for all the games, Matchups, odds, everything that analysis, everything that you can you can handle for the NCAA tournament will have in a few weeks once the selection Sunday comes out and we see who's going to be playing who and where. But uh, you can check out everything on VegasInsider.com. Also, you could check out our Twitter feed at TwitVI and check him out as well on Twitter at Vi Rogers. Listen, I always love the insight. Good luck with your underdogs. We're getting close. We can smell it. We can see it to uh, Selection Sunday in the NCAA tournament. Kevin, thank you. Good luck with those underdogs. All right, TJ. Thank you. You too. And that'll do it for this edition of Three Dog Thursday. Reminder, you can follow this show via the website, threedogthursday.com. Also, follow us on Twitter, at Three Dog Thursday. I'm TJ Reeves for Kevin Rogers. Thanks for being with us. We'll see what happens with those underdogs this weekend at Big Time College Basketball, and we'll talk to you next week for Three Dog Thursday. Bye.